Welcome to the Redefine Your Career Journey podcast, where we help career-minded professionals like you become the CEO of your career. I'm Laura Bayshore, and I'm here with my co-host, Mary Jane Brandt. Together, we have over 25 years of experience in career development and coaching. We're thrilled to share our insights and expertise with you on this podcast. So grab your favorite cup of coffee, tune in, and let's start the show. Today, we're diving into a powerful concept that can transform your career, how to be the CEO of your career and why it matters so much. Did you know that the average person will spend 90, is that right? 90,000 hours at work throughout their lifetime? Oh my gosh. Over 90,000 hours. Can you put Over. that? That's why it's so crucial to take charge and make the most of those hours by becoming the CEO of your career. That's quite a statistic, Laura, and it's accurate. It's crazy to think how many hours during our lifespan that we're actually working. So don't you want to be happy? Don't you want to be at a job that you like and is fulfilling? That's why you need to learn how to become the CEO of your career. So Throughout today's episode, we're going to be exploring what does that mean to be the CEO of your career and why it's so important in today's professional landscape. Here are three key points that we're going to be covering. Taking ownership and accountability. As the CEO of your career, you're in the driver's seat. We'll discuss the importance of taking ownership of your career path, making intentional decisions, and holding yourself accountable for your goals and aspirations. We're going to provide insights on how to set clear objectives, develop actionable plans, and adapt to changing circumstances. One of my favorite topics is branding. So point number two for today's episode is building your personal brand. Your personal brand is your unique identity in the professional world. We'll delve into the significance of personal branding and how it can shape your career trajectory. From defining your values and strengths to effectively communicating your expertise and value proposition, we'll share strategies to build a strong personal brand that sets you apart from the competition. And finally, topic number three for today's episode is embracing continuous learning and growth. The journey of being the CEO of your career is a lifelong process. You should never stop learning. We'll explore the importance of embracing continuous learning, seeking new challenges, and expanding your skill set. We'll also discuss how to stay ahead in a rapidly evolving job market by embracing opportunities for growth, whether that's through formal education, certifications, or self-directed learning. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and get started with number one. So taking ownership and accountability. Gone are the days of getting a job and skating through your career by depending on your boss to figure out your career path. In today's world, career professionals need to become the CEO of their career by taking ownership. Now, we hear this all the time, but we really want to talk about what that looks like and give you a way that you can put things into action. Okay, so what does that look like? You need to be able to define your own skill set and how that applies either in the current position that you are working in and at the company 
or if you need to start taking that outside. So think about with the things that you like and enjoy doing, because that's key. You might be good at something, but you don't like it. So first, make sure that you like the things you're going to focus on and then see where you're at right now. Is there a career path that is laid out for you or is there a way that you can start formulating that so you can build your ladder in getting to the next step? The second part of that is to be confident enough in what you do to understand that if it's not in that organization, you can't wait for it to be put into their process. You need to start looking for outside opportunities. And that starts by not waiting until you've left your job, but start looking, you know, six months to a year out, start thinking about how you can get yourself to the next level, whether you stay where you are or looking for a different opportunity. Those things to set you up for success are maybe taking on a bigger project at your current company so that you have a story you could share when you're looking at moving on to the next organization. Um, I don't believe that you need to be looking at putting in more hours. So don't think that just driving overtime is what's going to do that for you. In my career, that never helped me. I had people who would be a little bit frustrated that I was getting promoted because um, I wasn't at work all the time. Like, I'm horrible. If I have a cold, I don't go to work. <laughs> hey, amen. If you're sick, stay home because all that does is travel around the office. Yeah. Laura, working overtime is not the guarantee. Is It's not part of the equation of getting a promotion, right? Exactly. Exactly. Instead, you need to do things that are relevant. So this means setting aside time to speak with your manager and figuring out what does the next step look like? What are the areas that I need to work on? And hopefully that manager will be able to share that with you. If they can't, there's another sign that you need to be looking for opportunities outside of your current organization, because you can set aside all the things and read the books and set out your goals. But if your organization isn't someone who aligns with that and is actively working to help their professionals get to the next level, you need to go search for it elsewhere. Agreed. Agreed. So that's step number one. And step number two is now that you have a solid plan, Let's talk about your personal brand. Oh my gosh, that rhymed. I didn't mean for it to, but that's pretty <laughs> hilarious. That's my sense of humor, folks. Um, there you go. So, did you guys know that there are over 2.7 million architects in the world? 2.7 million yeah. architects. And that there are 245,470 employed architects in the U.S. as of 2023. There is wow. a decline, right? That's a crazy number. I had no idea there were so many architects. And this is important. You'll see why I'm sharing this in a moment. But there okay. is a decline of architects by 20% over the last five years. Um, but my, my question is, okay, let me go back to that number. 2.7 million architects in the world. So how do you differentiate yourself and stand out when there are so many people doing the same thing that you do? You do that by creating a brand. A personal brand isn't just what you do, it's how you do it, what you're passionate for. And I want to say it, it, a, br a personal brand is part of your reputation. A personal brand stays with you throughout your career. Once you have created and defined a personal brand, it can actually open up the doors and present you with new opportunities. So it's kind of like what you're known for. 
I'm known to be a connector. I love connecting people. And that has proved to be beneficial to me because people want to get to know me. And that means they come to my events, they introduce me to amazing people, and I introduce them. That is part of my personal brand. Laura and I, part of our brand together is coffee, right? Yes. And so uh, we're looking at coffee sponsorships. You know, we talk about coffee, but that is part of our personal brand. A personal brand is not just what you do. It's how you do it, what you're passionate about, um, and so much more. Now, I worked with an architect last year, and I was amazed at all they did. But what was more amazing is how they did it and more of how they presented it to the world. So working on their personal brand was such a great opportunity for me to help them really define and show the world they're more than just an architect. So that was an amazing opportunity. Um, there's a ton of career coaches out there. I don't know how many, a couple hundred thousand probably, but <laughs> what sets us apart from the others? I think it's our clear strategy and the work that we do up front and that we bring a little fun to it because it can be a little daunting you know, so that's different ways of how your personal brand can stand out. You know, a personal brand stays with you, like I said, throughout your career, and it can help you find your next opportunity. And personal branding isn't when we say branding, a lot of people think Target, Nike, Tiffany's, right? You see a blue box, yeah. you know, it's Tiffany's. You see the yeah. swoosh, just do it. Target, the red bullseye, right? You know those companies. But personal branding isn't just for big brands anymore. And in 2020, when the pandemic hit, people realized that they really needed a personal brand. It's a way for them to stand out online. So personal branding is in person and online. Think about all those influencers that you follow on like TikTok and Instagram. They became influencers, you guys, by building a solid personal brand. And you can do the same thing for your career. Well, and I think that brings up a really good point too, is that when you're, for example, we'll stick with the architect, doing certain projects, getting them done on time, these things, that's kind of expected right? You need to think of your brand needs to be the unexpected. What are the unexpected things that you bring to the table? Because that's how people remember you, right, Mary? I mean, when I tell people that I know you and that we work together, they'll say, oh, I know Mary. I'm like, I know she does such a good job <laughs> of putting herself out there. But they always smile when they talk about you because to your point of being a connector, they feel that energy that you really try to help others first. And part of how you yeah. do that is by connecting them to either people or the resources that they need. And so think mm -hmm. about that. What do you do that's in service of others that helps you stand out in your industry, in your profession? That's how you can start to shape a portion of your personal brand. So that's an excellent uh, tip that you're sharing there and something that's so important to think about when you're trying to be at the forefront Stand, of yeah. what you do. Yeah. Stand from others online. Like if you're an accountant and all your profile and res, you know, your profile is just accounting and numbers, where's that personal branding that can really set you apart from the other hundred applicants? What makes you different, right? Different yeah. is good, you guys. Why you have to have the same skill set basically to be an accountant, right? You got to be good with numbers, but how are you different? Do you have a niche 
that you find, you know, you're the, the missing puzzle piece to solve the $10,000, you know, uh, record balance that's off, you know, what is it that makes you different and makes you tick? So I love working with my clients to create personal branding. Branding. I find a lot of um, women in particular, part of their branding is about community and making an impact and giving back. And I love that because that does set you apart. A lot of times, Laura, people are doing things they're just not incorporating it into their online presence. They're not talking about these things that really is part of their personal brand. So I love bringing that to the forefront and giving people, I guess, permission to talk about it and have a voice on it. Well, yeah, because if you think about also with those bigger brands that we do identify, many times one of the reasons we're drawn to them is because of their philanthropic side. So if that draws you that's also going to draw other people to you if you happen to have that as well. So don't think about it as bragging. Think about it as when you share giving service to another organization or helping out within the community, you're helping to build their awareness too. And that's how you're helping them while also letting others see a different side of yourself. So it, it's full circle. Let's take a pause right here to refresh your coffee and hear from our sponsors. Are you an entrepreneur or a small business owner? How are you attracting business? Join San Diego's elite team referral networking group. You will own your spot in one of team's category exclusive chapters. Network with a purpose and receive quality referrals and thrive. Don't hire a sales team. Join one. Call today, 619-731-0395 or visit teamreferralnetwork.com to give your business the boost that it needs. Team, together, everyone achieves more. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing, or just starting to look for your dream home, you need a trusted lender. Island Girl Pam Campbell is here to make your experience smooth and easy. She's approved with over 100 banks, which gives her the ability to provide you with a full range of mortgage products to meet your goals. Pam will walk you through every step, ensuring you understand the process and options to finance your home. Mortgage is made easy. You believe it. Island Girl will achieve it. Visit islandgirl.com, I-L-E-N-D-G-I-R-L.com, NMLS number 293. Well, let's go on to the third point of today's episode, which is embracing continuous learning and growth. And I just have yeah. to say, my degree is in organizational leadership. The Bible is Peter Senge. We all had to read this book, and it's actually about continuous learning. And I love to learn new things. Sometimes I get mad when I don't learn it fast enough, but I am a, a continuous learner, as we say, a lifelong learner. And just because yes. you've mastered something in your career, whether you know, you're a sales associate, an executive um, assistant, maybe you're the VP of sales and you're like, I know, I know my job inside out. I don't need to learn anything else. I'm going to like go out on a limb and say, there's always something that you can learn whether professionally or personally, even per, um, professional or personal growth can really uh, be beneficial to your professional life. Did you know that by investing in your development that you actually can create opportunities for growth and progress and increase your chance of success? Investing in yourself fosters self-confidence and actually boosts your sense of self. Yeah, by... Investing in yourself, you can improve your communication skills and become a better leader. 
And to your point, Mary, I think using some of that professional and personal growth, that develops you in a holistic way. So you need to think about developing personal things will help you build better relationships, make you more relatable. And then your career development can help you interweave new things into how you deliver your messages, how you implement new tasks, and also how you innovate. So you'll be better able to understand those that you connect with, and you'll be better able to bring something to the conversation, which is what people want when they're looking at you for leadership. Yeah, absolutely, Laura. Also, professionals professionals who work on personal growth, they can have a greater success in the workplace um, since they have the environment they need to achieve their goals. You know, becoming more productive, improving their work relationships can also help give them the tools they need to achieve their goals. And you might be wondering right now, like, why are you guys so passionate about this? Well, I think that we both become we Laura and I have both become the CEO of our own careers. We've taken charge and yes, we're business owners now, but back in the day we worked in corporate, but I think that we both owned our careers and we made things happen for us because we did have strategies and we thought long-term, not just, Oh, I'm going to work here. And in five years, well, Laura, you don't work at any job ever for five years, but for me, (laughs) except your business, But for someone like me, I always thought I would retire from a school, but I did take initiative and be like, okay, I got my foot in the door. This is what I'm qualified for. But I'm also interested in community development. And I would talk to my, my boss, how can I support our community development? How can I get involved? And that for me, going to my boss, having a talk and having ideas listed out, I didn't just show up expecting her to give me all the answers. I had bullet points of, I can be a chaperone. I can lead, um, I forget what it was called, but we had these little 15 minute groups, advisory sessions, right? Mm -hmm. I actually did get the opportunity to do a leadership uh, training for like our ninth graders. And that was amazing. So you know, go to your boss and have a list of how you want to be involved, what you think that, what projects you could work on, what ideas you might have, but you have to be bold enough to have that conversation with your boss. And then if you're not bold enough, if you're scared to death, I think that's a red flag. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not where you want to be. You shouldn't be afraid of your boss that you can't even have a conversation about your career path. Right, Laura? I think that's a really excellent point and something to bring up. So you want to respect or hopefully you're able to respect the person who's in the leadership role, but that doesn't need to be something where you uh, demure yourself or kind of shrink back a little bit because whatever they say goes and they must know because that's why they're in that position. That type of thinking is what stops you from putting yourself in a position to kind of take more control and to move yourself forward in that way. So I just wanted to share a little bit about my journey of becoming a CEO is, first off, I never wanted to own my own business, okay? I actually come from entrepreneurs as parents, and I did not want to do that. Who wants to be responsible for everything? I want to be able to, like, shut down, turn off at 5 o'clock. Now, it turned out that I ended up meshing into this because of how my life took a different change, which is that I had children 
and things move differently. And so I took all the skills that I had learned and started applying them to start to build my own business slowly and scale. So uh, let's see here. Before the pandemic, I owned one business and now I own three. So it really, I went from someone who never wanted to own my own business to owning three and figuring out how to make that all work. But that doesn't mean that I just exude confidence and I know what I'm doing every time I move forward. That's not the case. I don't. You don't have it all figured out, Laura. People look at us like we have everything figured out. I mean, we're human too, you guys. But the one thing we do know is careers, right? We know careers and resumes and LinkedIn and and we know what it takes to get where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I am that person who every time I would get called to the office to go see my boss, my employer, I thought I was in trouble. Even, Me too. <laughs> I always thought like, oh, no, what did I do? Uh, even one of those was for me to go and get a promotion. I thought I was going to get fired. Instead, the manager was like, hey, I'm retiring and I'd like you to take over. So um, how do I push through that? I refer to myself as a pessimistic optimist. What that means I like is it. I expect that things are not going to go right, but I expect that I will be able to overcome that opportunity. <sighs> and I say opportunity. That's me too. Yeah. I, Laura, and- I'm like, you just labeled me properly. Thank you. I love it. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's helped me to... Go for things even if I didn't feel prepared. So when an opportunity presents itself, my rule of thumb is if it's something that I'm interested in, I'm going to do it. And being able to take those risks and know that everyone who is successful has first had a lot of failure. It's those who keep pushing through it and persevering. And so starting to implement these tools that we were discussing today are going to be the first step to help you also take control of your career and really become the CEO of it because you have to have a plan. It doesn't just happen. And that's what we really want to get across to our audience today, right, Mary, is that um, you need to implement this and make this something. If you're a lifelong learner, which I think is the most important skill, then you're naturally curious. And if you're naturally curious, you're going to be able to get to those next portions of your career because you'll just end up stumbling upon it. But the first step is to start implementing ways that are going to help propel you forward and not waiting for someone else to do it for you. Right. And you guys, we want to sign off with this. Remember that being the CEO of your career is not just a title. It's a mindset that empowers you to take control, make strategic decisions, and navigate your career path with confidence. I think that sums it up perfectly, Mary. If you enjoyed the podcast, show us some love please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. And if you have any feedback, go ahead and share that with us too because we want to hear from you. And don't forget to visit our website, Redefine Your Career Journey, so they can help you take the next step in your career. Woohoo! We'll see you next week with another episode to help you redefine your career journey. Until then, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay caffeinated.